Sarah just, uh, I just caught out of the corner of the screen her pouring. <laughs> what? <laughs> just, <laughs> I was like, is that an entire, there she goes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. There's a clip I wanted to play for you. Hold on. This is the theme of the day. We were on the plane! (laughs) (laughs) We were on a break. (laughs) So where are you at on that? If you're on a break with a guy and he had sex with someone else, hmm... Would you be mad or would you be like, well, I guess we were on a break. <sighs> I don't know. Where are you on it? I don't know either. I guess it depends on the situation. Yeah. Or the person. Yeah. Like you wouldn't expect Ross to do that. Right. But it's, t- I mean, he's, he's, they're both like, he's technically not cheating if they've broken up. <laughs> But they were only broken up for like an hour. I guess you have to define what a quote unquote break is in your relationship. Like, are you done? Are you, are you completely, I guess maybe you need to sort out the terms. True. So. We, I mean that, yeah, never been in that situation. So. I mean, I love Rachel and I'm team ross and rachel i'm glad it all worked out but there's some rocky years in there <laughs> i don't know i don't know I, you, don't, my, you know who my favorite was joey chandler 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 Chan, of course because chandler the, is like yeah. the male version of you <laughs> yeah <laughs> i could see it I could see. We've talked about this before that you would be a Chandler and I would be like a Phoebe. (laughs) Yeah. Phoebe and Chandler are the best people in there. Are you in there, little embryo? What does she say? Are you in there, little fetus? In nine months, will you come greet us? (laughs) And then she got pregnant with triplets because she was already super pregnant in real life. Yeah. and, And she got her pregnancy test was positive the same day as her embryo transfer hashtag not Crazy. real but it's well, fine she could have done a trigger i mean we give them a pass it's fine friends we it's still TV. love you yeah it has song. to be sped up to make sense totally plus i mean it was the 90s no one was talking about ivf on tv so i still think it's awesome a surrogacy yeah who a does s- that IVF surrogacy. That was like pretty radical in the 90s. <laughs> the whole situation was pretty funny. Yes. Because be it like, was Kitty. Right. Bef- I know. Before the ni- that 70s show. Yeah. And she would, anytime she would, she'd be like, oh, are you, you're, she'd talk about her pregnancy and she'd be like, oh, it's my brother's kids. And it was just funny. <laughs> And everyone would be like, what? <laughs> right. So today, oh, we haven't welcomed anyone. Sarah, welcome the crowd. Uh, 
Oh, sorry. Uh, welcome to the Infertile Mafia. That's Kayla. And that's Sarah. Today we're talking about taking a break from trying to conceive. You know, which... I just had a thought. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. We need, we need to like start a new, like intro? podcast only thing. No, not intro, not necessarily. But you know, like how we have unicorns and people are like, "Why? What's with the unicorns?" Uh huh. I think we need to start like mushrooms for okay. men. M- mushrooms uh, for men. M- um. So we could put on a T-shirt or something. Mushrooms for men. What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something to do with penises. <laughs> Listen, I don't think most men like their penis described as a mushroom. Like a mushroom head. Like that <laughs> sublime oh. song. Oh, God. <laughs> do you know that song? Do you know what song I'm talking about? Yeah, I totally. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or um, what was the 90s? Uh, Limp Biscuit. Oh, man. Yeah. I did it all for the nookie, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we're taking a break. Taking a break. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like this was kind of on our, heavy on our hearts for a lot of reasons. But one of them was because we keep seeing it as a theme in the Facebook group, especially. Like, it keeps pop- popping up people saying, like, how do you know when it's time to take a break? And I just feel like we got this sense of, like, oh, you know, we should talk about that because... Have we talked about this before? I feel like we have. I mean, we've talked about taking a break in passing, like, when we've done it or not done it or other people that have done it. But we've never dedicated a full episode to it. So, well... Okay, I mean, there's another reason we're dedicating an episode to it. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, taking a break from trying to conceive is often a good thing. And a necessary thing. Yeah, you've done it. I've done it. You've done it. I've done it. Um, Tell me about when you took a break. So, I took a four-month break. It was going to be longer, but then I was like... Okay, that's enough of a break. But um, we took a break after our first round of IVF failed without any embryos to freeze, um, without any blastocysts. And then I was like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do something that will make me feel like I'm actually doing something. Like maybe it failed because I'm like a fat bastard. I don't know. Oh, Sarah. (laughs) No, no, no. But yes. So I lost... No, no, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) I lost weight in those four months and uh, made me feel like I was doing something. I stuck to a strict keto diet and got rid of all the plastic, all the environmental toxins. And um, then we did IVF again with a new clinic, new state, and... No longer doing keto. No just longer qualifier there. Well, I think you um, hit on a on a very solid point there that you did the whole weight loss thing and that it felt 
empowering in a way or not maybe not empowering is not the right word but no like, it did it, it felt good like it i felt, was like i'm yeah. actually doing something you were taking control of this, this situation yeah and it was like it was it made me feel good about myself to lose the weight mm-hmm. and i could fit into smaller clothes again because in high school i was so tiny like you know too tiny probably I saw a video of myself from high school, and I looked like Skeletor. Yeah, so do I. So. No wonder I didn't have any boyfriends. Yeah, no wonder guys made fun of me for not having boobs. Yeah. They could see me now. (laughs) (laughs) Boobs for days. days. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think... um, the, that seems like you did a, a really healthy thing when you took a break. Whereas I... You, on the other hand. I did not do healthy things when I took... Well, I mean, so you probably know, like, part of part of the reason it took us so long to actually become pregnant was because I had a lot of... I did take a lot of breaks. Some of them were by choice some of them were because of a job which we're going to read some listener comments and and a lot of people fall into that same category of like having to have a forced break because of a job or travel or whatever um and at least for me personally (laughs) there were a few yeah i mean i don't know like there were a couple times after like after my second failed IUI for whatever reason that one was like really really hard for me and I was just kind of like fuck this shit and I just wanted nothing to do with anything and I just wanted to turn my back on the whole thing for a while um which I think is normal like especially when you go normal what that's so normal yeah so many so it's many people so do that. normal. And so if you're feeling that way, like if you get defeated because a treatment fails or you go through a miscarriage, heaven forbid, like these are all very normal feelings to have. I think it was the second really. So my job forced me to take a break in the summer um, because it would it would take me away from Chicago and away from my doctor. And I couldn't do the, you know, the monitoring that you had to do with going through an IVF cycle or, or whatever. And so the second summer that I was forced on this break, I kind of, I mean, I just sort of went crazy. I don't know. Were you out of Chicago when you went crazy? Well, I mean, I went to... <laughs> as maybe reckless as that was... And I wouldn't say that that was like, <laughs> as I say that, Sarah's chugging out of a <laughs> champagne bottle. <laughs> um, <laughs> as reckless as that might have been or have seemed or whatever, I mean, we were still responsible, although I have do have some fun stories from that trip. But I just needed a minute to do something that, was not at all related to anything to do with like trying like I needed it to be really radical (laughs) away from that sort of thing I'm 
really going through this grief that I've been through a miscarriage, that my IVF has failed, and I'm really sad and upset about it, and I just want to sort of get away from it all and do something different and do something, um, like, I just wanted to feel, I don't know. Like a normal person? Yeah, and not have to worry about the constant, you know, it really takes a lot of, um, persistence and responsibility and dedication to be a hardcore TTC or all the tracking, all the uh, measuring, all like you really have to be on top of it with which if you're a type A personality, you're probably into that. Like it's not hard for you to get into that sort of groove. Not that it's easy to, you, you know what I'm trying to say. It's just it maybe comes a little bit more natural um, well, I think that it can go overboard or not overboard, like a type A personality can yeah, I see what feel you're saying. the weight of it mm-hmm. to a point where a break would probably be good. Or it becomes like almost an obsession. Yes. Where that, where if like a non-type A personality, it's probably easier to walk away from that quote unquote upset, you know, like it's easier to be like, nope, I'm done with that. Um, yeah, like just, you know, move on to something else or, or like just the break, distractions welcome, yes. you know, so, and I'm not, I'm not advocating that for every person that you like go to Jamaica and smoke a bunch of weed. I'm not saying you should do that. That's probably I'm just, not great for sperm. <laughs> and you guys know how this goes. Like so many people that responded to us about this exact topic you know, it's like life gets in the way of your planning. <laughs> um, Ugh, life. Life. And so as much as you want to, you know, make it work, like you want to do things X, Y, and Z, there's so many other mitigating factors that complicate your plan. Um and so that was true for us, too. And so we were forced to take a break, mostly because of my job. And so I just chose to make the most of it in all kinds of ways. Um, I did a lot of good things, too. <laughs> just, you I'm know. sure you did. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, this. I think there's a lot of good reasons that taking a break is a good thing for people sometimes. I think... It's good for your mental health because you can just feel crazy, right? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It's it's just good self-care so that you're like, we were talking about that type A personality that can like really get wrapped up in it. Um, it's just good for perspective of like understanding that this is not, this is not, this is not equal your worth in life. This is not what you're all no. about. Like, yeah, I hope people realize that. I hope people realize that. The ability to have children right. is not them. It, right. Um, yeah. I just, I think when you're in the thick of it, sometimes it's hard to see that. Um, and I mean, I certainly know that all too well as someone who 
would go down so many rabbit holes and spend all my free time like researching about whatever, like how to increase increase sperm production or how to battle MTHFR or how to, you know, like I was that person who would like spend what supplements on block tubes. Right. <laughs> what supplements will grow new fallopian tubes? Um, <laughs> you know, like there was just, I'm, I totally get that perspective because I am that type of person, but there's something to be said from walking away from all of that and just like gaining a new perspective that like, Hey, there's a world outside of this. You have worth outside of this. Like this is not all that you're meant to, to do and be. And so I just feel like a break helps you gain that perspective. It gives you that renewed sense of hope and determination about your goals. And it helps you like remember what is good about your life already. You have a sense, you get it. There's a, there's a, I mean, Sarah and I, we totally get this, that when you're in the thick of it, it's like all consuming. And there's a sense of self-pity that's like, um, that's very normal that we both experienced, but it's just like that thing of woe is me. Like, why can't this happen for me? And you just sort of get in this self-defeating attitude. You know what I mean? Why does this happen for all those meth heads? Right, 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 right. When that's not, and that's a totally normal and valid feeling to have. And we're not saying that you shouldn't have it or that it's a bad thing, but we don't want you to live there. Like you got to, move on past that to the next step of doing something positive, doing something good, because that's not going to serve you to sit in that place. Wallow in it for a little bit and then get out of it. Right. Wallow for whatever time you need to wallow, but eventually you got to move on, you know, because it's just not going to serve you to stay there. No. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't feel good to always think that. No. And... I I was listening to like businesses pod business podcasts about mindsets like the scarcity mindset versus the I can't remember what the other one's called. <laughs> you're you're like thinking that people like you're there's only a finite finite. I think I've been finite. drinking too much. Finite. <laughs> amount of business or like people who need services whatever you know like so you're in a scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. like because someone else is getting something you don't get it right when it comes to like getting pregnant that's not how it works no so just because like a crappy person got pregnant doesn't mean it took away from you not getting pregnant yeah. Well, I mean, that person has nothing to do with you. So, yeah. It, right. Plus, their life is probably going to suck anyway. So. Right. Because they're like 19. <laughs> yeah. Or not only that, like, they just probably make stupid decisions in general. <laughs> right. So don't envy them for that. <laughs> but they're so probably yeah. doing something dumb right now. <laughs> Well, and you're like, wham, my life sucks. And you're, you, on the other hand, are making a very intelligent decision by listening to this podcast. And then you're like, yeah, 
everything's great except for the fact that I can't get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So the most common themes for taking a break, we asked everyone in our Facebook group to talk about this. And Ah, many, many, many of you responded. We are only going to read a handful of responses, but some of the most common themes were, as you might um, expect, miscarriage is a a reason that people had for needing to take a break. Ovarian cysts was a very common one, especially after like fertility drugs, um, because sometimes those little bitches won't go down. (laughs) <laughs> and then it's that estrogen it's that estrogen and your doctor's like we can't do anything until this bitch leaves the party um the stress of like timed sex and losing intimacy with the partner was another big theme and then of course like i mentioned earlier a forced break due to a job or traveling or whatever so those were like the main themes as far as like why people took a break So we're going to read a few comments. I will start with Caroline. I never wanted to... Sweet Caroline. Oh, oh, oh. Good times never seem so good. So good. So good. I'm sure she's like hates her life right now. (laughs) She's like, I fucking hate you people. I'm out of this Facebook group. How often does that happen to her? Every woman named Caroline hates Neil Diamond. <laughs> or loves it. I love songs with my name in yeah, them. Yeah, maybe so. Um, or she, maybe she's a Caroline. Caroline? It looks like Caroline. No, I think it's Caroline. Yeah, it looks like Caroline. Okay, she says, I never wanted to take a break, but we decided to do so anyway a month before our wedding. Ooh. We, d- um, we didn't want to... I know, right? You were living in sin? (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) We didn't want to deal with sadness after another failed FET at the time. We held off trying. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine going through IVF and all that. And a wedding. A wedding. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, We didn't want to deal with sadness after another failed FET at the time. We held off trying until after our honeymoon, even though it felt like the right thing to do, and even though it took away some of the sadness, TTC was always on my mind for that time, except for my wedding day. So I'm glad she enjoyed her actual wedding day. I want to know more about your wedding day. Yeah, me too. What? I don't want to think about TTC like on the honeymoon. Oh, come on. No. That's I just want to swim in the ocean. I just want to fuck. Um. <laughs> you know, like every other day. <laughs> what was your favorite moment about your wedding day, Sarah? Oh. I mean, there were a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I think when we were taking pictures right after the wedding, before the reception started, that was a lot of fun because we were finally like, oh, we're married. Holy crap, we're married. And we (laughs) took pictures on a golf course and we were annoying the golfers. Nice. And we got some drinks, so we were like finally calming down. (laughs) Nice. What was yours? Oh, gosh. I, oh, man. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I got married on the beach in Mexico, so literally every moment was amazing. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I think about that. People ask me that. And I, one of the moments that always stands out in my mind is that I got married, like, and I remember this feeling viscerally, like standing there saying our vows. And I could, I was digging my toes in the sand because I was barefoot and I just felt so good. And that was one of my favorite. Were you trying not to cry? I was trying not to cry. And I was like, don't no one say anything sappy to me sarah i think you should cry more this is something i've been thinking about if i cry i don't stop i know but it's okay to let emotions out i trust me you haven't seen my face when i cry who cares what your face looks like it's not about Um, what you look like me and my wedding photos (laughs) but there was this there was this fly flying around oh and it was like keeping my attention and helping me not cry and then so right you were focusing the wedding, on a fly during your wedding vows <laughs> yes i'm like oh there's a fly wow peter's the lucky right. guy <laughs> yeah i was freaking out a little bit obviously and then he looked all serious because he was trying not to cry and i'm like don't say anything sappy to me right now don't tell me you love me damn it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i you You know know this i love weddings uh, you do cry at other people's weddings you just didn't want to cry at your own and i think that's a very common theme like people i i don't think it's uncommon that people are um, extremely nervous and just want to get through the wedding part and get on to the party part. <laughs> I, don't I don't think that's uncommon. I don't. Uh, I didn't like being the center of attention, but I mean, it was fun, like walking down the aisle, seeing people mm, yeah. I knew, and I was fine until I got to the very front, and my best friend from elementary school was sitting there with her mom, and they were both sobbing. <laughs> Like little babies. Were you waving at like, people down the aisle, high fiving like a celebrity? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, and then she's and then she's there crying and I'm like, Oh Oh no. Oh no. So she's getting married in September, the oh. day before our anniversary. Nice. So I'm gonna make sure to sit in an aisle seat and <laughs> sob. <laughs> and cut an onion right before so that I'll actually cry. <laughs> Because I'm dead inside. Look at you. Look at you getting married. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, it was her that like almost set me over the edge because she's, she cried. She's a crier. So she's going to be crying anyway at her wedding. But anyway. It's okay to be a crier. (laughs) No, I think it's very sweet. I love criers. Totally. I love it. And, um, yeah, I see why a wedding would make you not want a TTC. <laughs> Christine said, after each of my miscarriages, we have taken breaks. It was also ne- necessary for future testing. During that time, I tried as hard as I could to focus on myself. I went to the spa. I started working out regularly. Focused on eating healthier. It was it paid off because I have now lost 50 pounds. Woo-woo. Damn. I did a foam fest run with my sister-in-law in the fall, which was so much fun. I also went to therapy after my second loss during my break. 
but it was the best thing for me. It helped so much. I never stopped thinking about wanting a baby during those breaks, but it felt nice to have something else to focus on. Perfect. Yeah. What is a foam fest run? <laughs> is that one of those where they spray all um, the foam That's bubble? what I'm uh, assuming, like a foam party. Yeah, fun. that sounds fun. <laughs> have you been to a foam party? No. Oh, okay. Well, sounds fun. Yeah. I've never been. <laughs> it looks like fun. But she lost 50 pounds. That's amazing. That's a lot of weight. That's awesome. That's so, that's awesome, Christine. Good for you. Good for you. Um, and yes, 100% advocate for the therapy. Do the therapy, whether you're TTC or not. Everyone needs therapy, I've decided. Um, I think I need to start therapy. <laughs> yeah, you do. We'll, we'll talk yeah. later. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, how would you say this name? It's so Swedish. Elin. Elaine? Oh, and if you Elaine? can see the, the last name, too. It's just, you know, those Scandinavian names, it's just a lot of Ellison? S's and N's and A's. Eline. Eline? Eileen? 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 I like it. It's, v- I mean, they have beautiful names and they're beautiful people. Okay, so she says. But we butcher everything, so I know, sorry. we're going to butcher it. I apologize. In Sweden, all fertility clinics are closed down for the summer. Amazing. Or not. I don't know. <laughs> um, both public and private. It's frustrating, but I hate to admit it's also quite nice. You can't do anything about it, so you might as well take the chance to live a life without constantly worrying about meds and cycles. I really don't know. Oh, and then someone asked her, like, why are they closed in the summer? And she said, I really don't know, but it could be that in Sweden we have a strong, quote, summer vacation culture, and you have to, by law, have, have the right to have four consecutive weeks of vacation during June, July, and August. From what I've heard, they also use this time to clean and things like that in the lab. Like they okay, I don't understand. Huh? I don't understand. Like, if everyone's on vacation, who's working? <laughs> like, who's at the grocery store? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do they bring Americans in? I would guess that there are certain essential professions that can't quit, but... Maybe some of the quote-unquote non-essentials. I, I mean... I don't, how do you make money? What happens? Well, I mean, Sweden is a... Welcome to socialized medicine. Oh. I don't know. Socialism. Yeah. Okay. I mean... There's that. I don't know. There is that. So... I don't- I mean, she's saying it's like basically mandated that they have four consecutive weeks of vacation in the summer. So, but what if you want to go to a restaurant? I, that's what I mean by like there. I don't know how it works. I've never been to Sweden, but I, I don't know either. how it works. But I'm sure not everyone is shut down at the exact same time. <laughs> but um, it just doesn't seem like it would work well. You know, I don't hate a 
summer vacation, a, f- a mandated summer vacation. It's basically. I live in a tourist trap, so. Yeah, you have a very summer skewed. Is our work time. Right. You have a skewed view of summer vacation from most people. Because. True. Yeah, I feel like most I've pe- never really been on summer vacation. Yeah, right. But most people would happily embrace a mandated summer vacation. <laughs> I could say that for sure. You know what I think would be great is winter vacation. I'm going somewhere agree. warm. Yeah. To do IVF in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> totally. <laughs> So, moral of the story... Oh, there there she goes again. <laughs> Sarah's drinking more champagne. <laughs> um, yeah, we should not... Don't... If you're, if you're doing medical tourism, don't go to Sweden in the summer. <laughs> Someone went to Finland. That's right, which is eh, right next to Sweden, so... Oh. Right? They have all those flowers and... Wooden shoes. And fjords. 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 <laughs> A lot of bjorns. A lot of bjorns and fjords. <laughs> okay. Bjorn Aunt would fit right in in Sweden. He would. would. <laughs> okay. Jennifer says, after four retrievals and one transfer of my own eggs, we decided to move on to donor eggs. Unfortunately, we experienced a significant delay with our donor, so we had a forced break of about eight months. Whoa. At first, I, f- I know. At first, I felt so lost, not going to appointments, taking medications, etc., all the time. But my husband surprised me with a trip to Paris for my birthday, which was great because we hadn't gone on vacation in over two years since starting down this infertility journey. And then she goes on and talking about like she used the time to reconnect with her friends and family and. That overall, it was hard, but a good thing. <laughs> and she got a trip to Paris out of it, so. Dang. I mean. That's a huge trip. Paris is amazing. You Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember your story about kissing a boy or something. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only association with Paris, is how my only goal was to kiss a boy in front of the Eiffel Tower and get a picture. Oh, and I accomplished both. Nice. <laughs> I've never been to Europe. I'd like to go someday. And I would hope to not be one of those Americans that people, Europeans hate. Uh, I feel like Good I, luck with that. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I'm pretty quiet. Yeah, you are. Anyway, so Caitlin said, I did not want to take a break. But after trying for over a year and a half, two miscarriages, one failed monitored medicated cycle, and one failed medicated monitored IUI, my husband is now currently in Colombia, South America, for work. What does her husband do? He sells cocaine. (laughs) He sources (laughs) cocaine plants. Uh, So we were forced to take a three-month break due to Sika concerns. Mm. Ah, he put off his trip for over a year because of our TTC journey. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. I'm going to take the three-month break and try to find doctors who are willing to look at my whole picture instead of just 
following protocol that my current clinic seems to be doing. Unexplained secondary infertility with recurrent pregnancy loss. Hmm. I think she should just join him in Colombia. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, Go for I it. mean, it, it sounds like they already have a child, so maybe she I doesn't want to go to Colombia. But still. <laughs> so Camille says, we decided after our second miscarriage that we wanted a break. We decided we needed to rekindle the romance that had maybe been stifled by all the madness. Get that. I think we both just kind of felt it together. We needed a break to enjoy each other and figure out where our next step would be. We spent a lot of time on dates and weekend getaways and enjoying our families and each other. At first, it was hard to take a break, but after a few weeks, it was so refreshing to not be tracking every little thing and to really want to be with each other. Definitely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think you need to remember that. Uh, yeah. Because after the kids... You know, even after you have the kids and then they grow up, then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm still with this person. Oh, yeah, you're still here. Oh, hey, it's been a while. <laughs> I've been thinking about that lately. I saw someone say something about that. Maybe I was watching mm. Dr. Phil. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you left this one for me because you knew I wouldn't say her name right, didn't you? No. Lorena? <laughs> Lorena. I think. Yeah, Lorena needed a break after <laughs> second miscarriage. Lorena needed a break. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, she needed Lorena, a where break are you in. from? <laughs> I hope the South. <laughs> Lorena needed a break after a second miscarriage. I thought it was okay. And then six months after the second, my mental health just went into a tailspin. Grief is a sneaky little fucker. Yeah, it is. Been tr- yeah, it is. Been trying again for a couple months to do an IVF cycle, but now forced to take a break again to go to Europe for three weeks. Going to try an unmedicated cycle in August. I mean, what if you, you have to be Europe? forced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's going on in Europe? Yeah, tell us That's- more about Europe in three weeks. Yeah. For three weeks. You know, she makes a good point, though, about the grief being a little fucker because it is you know yeah you don't realize and then you're like i'm messed up right now totally uh especially i mean this is just another plug for therapy because especially after a miscarriage i don't know i i think about how i heard like nurse mandy say this after she lost ethan in the hospital and how her immediate thought was like I gotta get back on the wagon I gotta do this again I gotta get back where I was and I felt the same way after a miscarriage when it's like I don't know if that's really I feel like you want you want to do that because you want to get that feeling back the feeling of being pregnant that feeling of like being on the path of parenthood but you got to take time to deal with the loss that you've had, you know? So I really think that's when therapy or taking a break or just doing some self-care really comes in as a really healthy and good thing for you to do for yourself. Okay. So Jenna, 
After trying for two years, we took a break. After trying to regulate my thyroid, having my left fallopian tube removed and taking Clomid for six months, I needed a break. Once they suggested we seek additional help for IVF, I said, no, I'm not ready for that. I was only 23 and saw how this was affecting my mental health and my marriage. During that time, my husband and I took trips to New Orleans, woo. Jamaica, woo, woo. Maui, woo, yeah. woo. <laughs> anything to have a good time. We finally went to see an RE after I became pregnant, but it was ectopic and I had to have methotrexate. How do you say that? Methotrexate. Oh, I was almost there. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, she had to have that shot, but later <laughs> found out that there was a very large hydrosalpinx and I lost my right to. So now we're back to IVF after three years later. No tubes equals IVF. Don't I know it? Sarah, I included this one because she's Jenna No Tubes, just like Aww. your Sarah No Tubes. You know, there's benefits to not having tubes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, did I talk about that this episode or the last episode? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. But We've benefits. been recording for a long time tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, it looks like they made the most of it while they were. Maui is awesome. Maui is amazing. You've been, right? Yeah, I've been to Hawaii. It's probably my, I mean, if I had to pick a place that's like, where's the most beautiful place you've ever been? I'd probably pick Hawaii. Well, Kauai, but Hawaii in general is just gorgeous. But Jamaica's not bad. Neither is New Orleans. I've never been to New Orleans. Yeah, they're New all... New Orleans. Nolans, as they say. Nolans. Yeah. Oh, Jenna, no tubes. We're with you. Okay, Janelle says, we're on a break right now. My hubby was hinting towards taking a more relaxed approach, but since I have a balanced translocation, I was always worried about missing my one, quote, good egg, which in result turned me into a mad woman. I don't think there was a moment in a day that I wasn't tracking something or researching new ideas. Man, that is so relatable. I just, I get that. One night, <laughs> me too. I do, I do. Um, yeah, one night before bed, he said to me, I don't enjoy having sex with you anymore. Of course, I lost it. That's so sad. Yeah. Oh, that, ma- that makes me want to cry right now. Yeah. See, that would make me cry. <laughs> After settling down and actually having a conversation, rather than scream crying at him, I admitted that I didn't enjoy it either. Sex had become a constant reminder of my balanced translocation and each of our miscarriages and the pressure that that put us on. So we boxed up everything relating to trying. My nightstand full of supplements, my thermometer, OPKs, fertility books. We deleted the apps, cleaned out the fridge, And honestly, I haven't missed it for a day. My stress level has plummeted. We've actually made love rather than forcing. I'm ovulating sex. It's been so good for not only our relationship, but also my mental health. We haven't talked about when or if we'll start actively trying and tracking again. And strangely enough, I'm okay with that. Aw, I'm glad. Good for you. Yes, that's good. But you're still hanging out with us, so that's cool. Yeah. But I feel like we're not totally all about 
trying to get pregnant. Well, I mean, half of our podcast is usually just us pontificating on God knows what. (laughs) Okay, so this one's from Ray. Took an unintentional break after our first IUI, even though I took many months to get there, because Gilbert the gallbladder decided (laughs) that it wanted to (laughs) emergently be removed about two weeks after our IUI. I freaked all... Yeah. I freaked all the anesthesiologists out because they kept asking if I was pregnant. And in my morphine haze, I kept saying, I don't know, maybe so, maybe not. (laughs) We are currently on a break because we're gearing up for IVF after two more failed IUIs. I don't have any more non-essential organs to remove. So fingers crossed that this works. (laughs) That was funny. Gilbert the gallbladder. That's funny, because that's my father-in-law's name. Gilbert? Yep. Wow, I've never met a Gilbert. <laughs> really? That's also my RE's name. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah? You know two Gilberts. I've never even... Okay. Gilbert the gallbladder. I like how she says, I don't have any more non-essential organs to remove. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that means she's had her appendix removed. It's an Would fallopian tubes be th- organs, or are they just like a part of an organ? I don't know. And are they considered essential or non-essential? I mean, Probably non-essential at this non-essential. point. I don't know. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Best of luck to you, Ray. Um, Amy says, our breaks have not been by our choice. It's been the federal government. My husband is active duty in the Air Force and has been deployed three times since we decided to try for our first almost three years ago. The Air Force also moved us in that time, so I had to start over from the beginning with doctors. We've gotten the furthest in figuring out what's wrong in the last eight months, but he's only been in the country for five of those. I'm currently waiting on him to return from an unexpected expedited deployment that happened the day after our first failed IUI. So unfortunately, I know that sucks. So unfortunately, he was not able to leave a sample before he left. Fingers crossed he gets to come home soon. You know, Amy, men are sending their sperm across the nation every day testing it for this and for that (laughs) i feel like we should be able to work something out for your husband he should be able to you know next day delivery yeah right put it on ice i don't know Uh, you would think so but i feel like we should be able to work something out here (laughs) (laughs) but he gets to come home soon so i think that's better here's hoping well yeah i mean fresh is always better than frozen whether it's sperm or fish or anything else (laughs) Really anything. Right. Really anything. (laughs) Thanks to everyone who shared about taking a break. Um, Yeah, just to wrap that conversation up, I just, like we said at the top, I, I just think, you know, if you feel like this is really a drag and... If it's, if it becomes an all consuming thing in your life, it might be time for a break. Would you say that that's a good marker? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I know that that happens for a lot of people, but I just feel like every time I've taken a break, it's been a good 
thing, even though it's scary and you feel like, oh, I'm going to lose time and what if next month is our month? But then on the flip side of it, once you do it, you're like, man, I'm really glad I did that. Sort of like working out. (laughs) Frequently. (laughs) I've been on a three, four year break from working out. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. But you know what I mean? Like, it seems scary to take that step. And then when you do it, you're like, man, I'm glad I did that. Like, I needed a break. Yeah. So anyway, we were on a break. We were on a break. Thank you, Ross Geller. Okay, so I'm sure anyone who can like sort of read context clues here can read what's happening next. (laughs) Out of the box. Out of the box. Out of the box. Here's the thing. Uh, We hate to do this. Yeah, we do. But we need to do it. Because do you hear this in the background? <laughs> yeah, we're taking a break too. Um, which sucks because, like, I feel like we're hitting our stride finally. But life. Yeah it it does um it does feel like not the best time for us to take a break. But it also feels like it's past time that we need to take a break. Like, I keep saying the whole need thing. And, I mean, I, I, I don't know that all of you are interested in all the intricacies of our personal lives, but Sarah and I have both have like, had, like, some pretty significant life changes without getting into all the details that have um, just created a lot of obstacles for us as far as it relates to recording and like right now it's like midnight and we're recording this episode and Um, i have my eight month old roaming around the room i'm in and like whoop she just fell (laughs) (laughs) Um, she's fine i mean yeah yeah, if if you guys know that we have kids yeah everybody knows we have kids Uh, i don't we don't talk about it that often I feel like we're breaking up, but we're not. We're going to come back stronger than ever. Yeah, yeah. So you're, okay, that's that's where I was about to go. Um, there's, I feel like Sarah and I need some time to like regroup, so to speak. And as, as many of you know, like we, or maybe if you, maybe you don't know this, but in fact, I think a lot of people don't know this, but we are completely this podcast operation is just the two of us like we plan the episodes we program them we record together remotely we edit we produce the whole thing is just between the two of us the bottom line is has become that like we want to be able to offer you the best of ourselves and we haven't been able to do that and we want to do that yeah, you get drunk nighttime, Sarah. <laughs> Which, but we want to be able to offer you best, Sarah. Right, 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 right. Totally. We want to be able to offer you the best of ourselves, and we want to be able to give you like quality, good content. And so, in order to do that, we just need to take a break to sort of regroup, figure out what we need to do. So for for a number of reasons, that's why we're taking a break. What's the tea you wanted to spill? 
Oh, I feel like people saw it a little bit in the Facebook group. But we had a thing happen about all the abortion stuff. <laughs> and we had, <laughs> I don't even know how to talk about this. I mean, we I don't feel like have you to. don't want to talk about it. Well, we don't have to. Kayla, and- Kayla does not want to talk about it. I don't want to give any voice to that person. That's why I don't want to talk about it. This is our podcast. This is our platform. And I don't want to give any more attention to someone who's not supportive of the True. people. Just stupid. I don't know. Never mind. Let's not talk about it. I think that's a good idea. Because it's a, it's a whole big thing. Well, and it just goes into another reason of why uh, it's just another element adding to the weight of the responsibility of the podcast and the Facebook group, which is a good segue into we know a lot of people listen to this podcast and we know all of you are wildly talented in many different ways. So if any of you like are interested in helping us make this podcast happen, (laughs) that would be amazing. Please reach out to us, DM us on Instagram, send us an email. Um, whether it's like you're really good with PR or you're really good with Instagram or you're good like producing or I don't know, whatever, whatever it is. I wouldn't be opposed to someone doing a segment, you know? Absolutely. Throwing it up yeah. there. Yeah. Um, or even just like someone who's like super organized and like really good with admin stuff. Like we even just staying on top of our emails has been really big challenge for us um by staying on top of our emails that means we're we're not staying on top of the emails no we're not um so if you have emailed us if you have messaged us and we didn't get back to you right away we apologize we just that's the thing like it's just the two of us and we're feeling a bit overwhelmed and i hope that this is isn't in any way coming across like i don't know um, like we're complaining because no, um, I would, and I would tell you guys about the stuff that's happening with me, but it's not me. Yeah, right. Um, just trust us when we say we've both had like big life changes, um, that have very drastically affected our ability to do this podcast in the, um, way that we, <laughs> so big like I'm sorry you know that I would tell everyone everything we both would you know but it's not yeah other stuff is like outside stuff from ourselves are affecting things so but in the meantime so we're just taking a short break it's not forever it's just a little break um but in the meantime not permanent yeah it's not permanent but in the meantime we would love to hear from you because we're planning to do like some mini episodes over the summer um, and we want to share like your stories. So we've had a lot of people email us that we're planning to share stories or just like, hey, this happened to me. Did this happen to anyone else? Or this was my diagnosis. This is weird. Did it happen to anyone else? Um, we love. Yeah, we've had a lot. We've of had those. a lot of those. So we're planning to share your stories. And we just, we really 
trust us when we say this, like we really like hearing from you um, because I don't know, it just gives us energy and validation that we're doing something that is good instead of just like talking to each other. (laughs) We need the pats on the back. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) more or less. I really liked the one we get. Sometimes we get emails from parents of the infertiles who have listened. I love those. And then we got an email about a story about how infertility saved her husband's life. I know it's, I mean, and it's incredible and we're going to, we're, yeah, those are the kind of things that we're going to share coming up soon. But, um, yeah. So in the meantime, while we're taking a break, please continue to share the podcast. Like the best way to do that is to do the rating and the review on Apple podcast. Um, but we, but beyond that, like we love for you to, contact us via email via instagram like share us in all the places we really enjoy um hearing from you and also just getting that validation that like okay this is resonating with me this is good for us to do because well especially if people are going to be assholes to us no sarah it's like one person that was an asshole let it roll it's okay (laughs) it's okay i take that as a compliment yeah, I'm, I'm holding fun. on to what Steph told us that like if you get bad press, take it as a compliment. Well, okay. <laughs> but anyway, that's our story. Um, we are sad, and we're sticking. We're to sticking it. to it. We're sad to leave you, but we'll still be. You know, we'll still be on Instagram. We're still, we're still here. We're not leaving. We're just taking a. I'll still be in the we'll Facebook. Still be in the group, Facebook group. Checking in. Checking in. Yeah, so... um, Just pretend like we're in Sweden and we have to take a mandated, like... Was it... Four weeks. Four weeks or was it 12 weeks? weeks. But let's say 12 weeks. (laughs) (laughs) We're in Sweden and there's a mandated 12-week break. Sorry. That's how it goes. But in the meantime, if you want to keep in touch with us, you can obviously join our closed Facebook groups. The Infertile Mafia, the Infertile Mafia Bosses and Babies. Uh, What else, Sarah? Instagram and at Infertile Mafia Podcast. Infertile Mafia Podcast. Email. Uh, You can send us an email. Oh, and we we have a website. Infertile Mafia at gmail.com is the email. Infertile Mafia.com is the website, right? Did we cover all the things? I think so. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to hear more talk about eggs and balls and stuff. Amen to that. (laughs) And uh, as of right now, there is no next time. Oh, Sarah. (laughs) No, there is a next time. We just don't come back. It's just there's a next time. It's just in the future. Yeah, we'll we'll share emails. TBD. Yeah. But yeah, as always, guys. Thanks for joining the Infer The Infer We love you. We, you're, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, we like you. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye, everyone.